0: Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about what could make us settle for breadcrumbs when we are invited to a feast. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about the things that steal away our faith. You know, God has offered us A feast. And because of his son, the only thing stopping us from eating at his table is ourselves. We trade in the bread of eternal life for a few crumbs of something that's going to mold and decay in a few weeks. We keep choosing these temporary things over God. And in his gospel, Luke records for us one of Jesus' parables about a great supper. And Jesus was sitting around a table, and someone said to him, Blessed is he. Who shall eat the bread in the kingdom of God? Then Jesus said to him A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. They first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. And so that servant came and reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go, go out quickly into the streets and and find the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded. And still there is room. And then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper in Luke chapter 14. You know, it's very similar to the parable of the wedding feast that Matthew records, but we've got a unique element here. For the wedding feast, we're just told that the invited guests snubbed the host. But here in Luke, We're told why. Even though the dinner that was being offered was great, it was ready, every one of the invited guests made an excuse to skip. They, with one accord, made excuses. And the excuses that Jesus described are representatives of ones that we are still tempted to make today. You know, the first man gave an excuse that we're probably all too familiar with. Yeah, I have too much to do. As he puts it, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and I must see it. I ask you to have me excused. And then another invited guest comes up and says, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Now, verse 21 says that the master was very angry about this, but let's try to understand the story as if it weren't a parable by Jesus. Just for a moment, you get An actual dinner invitation and maybe uh, maybe it's even an invitation to a wedding or or some important dinner what do you do you know I'm at the age where it seems like every week one of my friends is off getting married somewhere and I've turned down plenty of invitations to weddings over just a few years I try to go to the ones I can I'll move things around for people that I'm close to but if I went to everything I was invited to I would never get anything done so I say I have too much to do and that's exactly what these men did. These excuses seem perfectly reasonable on the face of it. They were trying to take care of their livelihoods, their homes, their, their farms. If they didn't prioritize those things, their family might go hungry. So when they got an invitation to come to a fancy dinner, they did what seems like a pragmatic thing. They said, We have too many projects to do around the house. We need to put food on the table. We need to take care of our business and our finances and our families. We need to inspect our new field and we need to test our oxen. Now, with 2020 hindsight, we read this and it sounds utterly ridiculous. How could they refuse? This is a parable about refusing the greatest feast you could ever be invited to, to eat the bread of life in the kingdom of God. How could they possibly say no? But I know if I take a good look at this excuse, it hits home. How often do we say that we're too busy we come up with all these things that we need to do and we let god fill up any gaps that are left we say i'm too stressed to take time to read god's word or i need to put in extra hours at work so i can't be with the church or yeah i have places i need to be so i can't stop to help someone along the side of the road it's okay now to be busy certainly okay to focus on taking care of yourself and of your business and of your family but when that becomes the ultimate goal so much so that we decline Something eternal for those temporary things, we have our priorities all wrong. Jesus said in Matthew 6, not to worry about what we're going to eat or what we're going to drink or what we're going to wear, not because those things aren't important, but because they are even close to as important as what God is offering us. But Then, this isn't the only excuse. Another man comes along and he says something that perhaps is even closer to home than the first excuse. It's representative uh, of an excuse we hear all the time. I need to focus on my family. I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. The bridegroom of heaven has come for his bride, but some are going to prioritize earthly relationships over him. Nothing is a good enough excuse not to come to the Lord. Not even a wife, not even a husband, not even kids or parents. Nothing and no one is worth more than your eternity. In his letter to the Corinthians in the seventh chapter, Paul warns about the dangers that marriage poses to our faith in verse 32 he writes but I want you to be without care he who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord how he may please the Lord but he who is married cares about the things of the world how he may please his wife when we marry our interests can become divided And that doesn't just apply to marriage, that's representative of many relationships. Marriage is a powerful one, so is the relationship between a a parent and a child. Are you more focused on your kids than God? Are you more focused on your spouse than God? Are you more focused on your boss or your friend or your neighbor or your pet or your teammates, etc. than God? Wisdom tells us it is good to be with other people. Marriage is good. It's given to us by God. Proverbs 18, says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing, and he obtains favor from the Lord. You know, focusing on your family is great, just like providing for yourself is good, but only so long as it doesn't keep you from feasting with God. Relationships, especially marriage, has an incredibly powerful influence over us and it shouldn't be taken lightly. In Christ, we learn to count others more significant than ourselves, but never more significant than God. That's a fine line we must walk, but the stakes are high to do it right. You know, this parable teaches a powerful truth that we desperately need to hear, and we don't hear it often enough. There is no excuse for refusing God's invitation, and this seems to to talk about the Jewish leaders. They refused Jesus when he came. So Jesus went out and he found the scorned of the world and he gave them a special seat at his great banquet table. But this also teaches us something about ourselves. No matter how noble, no matter how pragmatic we think our responsibilities are, they aren't more important than dropping everything to follow Jesus. Right after he taught this parable, Jesus, he went to the crowd and he said, "If anyone comes to me, and does not hate his father and his mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish, or what king going to make war against uh, another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand, or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be mon- or cannot be my disciple. You know, one day the meal will be served and everyone will want to be at the table, but many will have already declined the invitation for work, for kids, for a spouse, for whatever. They will trade the bread of life for a few crumbs that won't last. Don't make excuses, even good excuses. Don't let anything take priority over Jesus. Let's bear our cross and follow him because there is still room for us at God's feast. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word. And I'm so glad you did that with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.